Hello, I'm Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. God bless you, saints of God. Here we are again. This is the day that the Lord has made, saints of God, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that you've had a wonderful weekend. Listen, I want you to get this in your spirit about doing daily declarations. One of the things that I want you to understand, saints of God, that there's power in your mouth. There's power in the words that you say. You know, opposed to always saying doom and gloom, negativity, things that are imposing curses on us, let's reverse the curses and speak the word of God over your life and your situation. Now, you may have woke up this morning not feeling your best, or you may have just received some negative news or a negative report, but I want you to become a prophetic people and begin to declare and decree the word of God. Now let's do this again. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now you have to listen to what the author said. The psalmist said, he didn't say I might rejoice. He didn't say we should rejoice. He declared that he would rejoice. You have to make up your mind. Listen, come hell or high water, no matter who comes or goes, no matter what kind of circumstances or situations I'm dealing with, I will. That word will is more powerful than we think. It may have four letters, but listen, there's a lot of reinforcement in behind the word will. It means that I choose intentionally to make something appear, happen, or occur in my life. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Let that be your proclamation and your declaration this entire week, month, and the rest of the year. Saints of God, we are in the month of May, March, I'm sorry, already. Listen, Time stands still for no one. And I want you in the year 2022 to get to that place of spiritual growth. In the beginning of the year, I was talking about spiritual maturation. And I gave you the four core components and elements of spiritual growth. And within those realms or within those categories, there's their multifaceted realms that a believer can max out or a believer can get stuck in. And so we talked about spiritual growth and then now we're transitioning over into one of the things that I feel like is very important for our success and growth is to overcome the spirit of offense. Let's get that right again. Overcoming the spirit of offense. Now I talked about, this is where we get the Greek word from scandalon in the Greek, offense is scandalon, and, and then in the Hebrew is called kashel. And what that basically means is a stumbling block. We talked about it being a bait trap. It is a setup. It is a scheme. It is a plan. It is a ploy by the enemy, strategically assigned by the enemy to take the believer off course. Through 
the spirit of offense. Now, offense will come. The Bible even talks about it. Jesus cautioned the disciples and he cautioned us over in the book of Luke 17. And then also in Matthew 18 verses one through seven, he cautioned us and said, listen, offense will come. In other words, he said, it is impossible to avoid offense, but woe unto him who it comes through. In other words, woe unto the adversary and woe unto the vessel that allowed the adversary to persuade them to offend individuals. Now, there's all types of offense. Prayerfully within the upcoming weeks, I will touch on certain offenses. But this particular offense that we're talking about today is the stumbling, the, 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 the roadblock, the hindrance for a believer being able to have a successful life and having an intimate relationship with Christ. Now, I want we talked about some of the indications, key indications or key points in terms of what um the offense looked like. Today I want to talk about, give you three pointers, and then I'm going to be out of your hair on what we can do to overcome this spirit. It is a spirit, saints of God. Listen, anytime anything lingers on for a long period of time and it keeps you in captivity, it keeps you in prison, it is a spirit, it is a ruling force, a demonic force, a principality, it is a spiritual wickedness in high places that is governing that it is a demon, it is a spirit right and so this spirit of offense what it does it tries to keep us off course it tries to hinder us from fulfilling the purpose that God has for us this is another strategy of the enemy and how he does that is to keep us in our feelings have us responded overly emotional have us been distracted and dis and dis dis distorted from the main thing. You know, back in the day, we used to say this saying, it's saying, keeping the main thing, the main thing. I'm going to tell you today in 2022, saints of God, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is Jesus Christ being the center of your joy. And secondly, you fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. Nothing else, just that. Now, three things I want to talk on today is how do we as a believer overcome the spirit of offense? First of all, I want to say knowing who you are in Christ, mm -hmm. knowing who you are in Christ. Listen, Jesus Christ, our great example. He is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is the King. He's a prophet. He's a priest. He was an apostle. He was an evangelist. He was a great rabbi to teach him. He's a healer, deliverer, the great shepherd, the door. He is the great I am. He is El Shaddai. He is the holy one of Israel. He is the lion, lion the lion of, from the tribe of Judah. He is the great sacrificial. He we can go on it, on it. Oh, and, account, and identify who Christ was. And he was our, he is our, our leader. Now, if Jesus was offended, if Jesus was affected by the spirit, but yet he knew how to overcome it and to maneuver it. Saints to God, he has given us that same ability and the same wisdom to do the same thing. Now, in Luke 17, one, I'm going to read it real quick. He said, he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It's a two part. That's a two part message right there. Woe unto him, the adversary, through 
whom they do come. And that is the person who allowed to be governed by Satan to present the offense. He said it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the lower parts of the sea than to offend his little children. And then if you read on, he starts talking about this is what you need to do. He said, first of all, take heed to yourselves. In other words, do some self-examinations and ask yourself, why is this thing offending me so much? Why am I allowing this thing to have me all up at night? Why is this thing allowing me to lose sleep? And why is this thing having me to have bitterness? Why is this thing allowing me to be unhappy? Why is this thing prohibiting me from moving forward in life. And remember, I told you it's a roadblock. It is a bait trap. And if you know anything about how harness lay out bait traps, they put bait inside of the trap. And when the animal or the prey sees the bait, it goes into the bait. I'm privy that there's something that's about to clamp and grabs it until it takes the bait. And then it grabs hold to it, clamps down real tight, pierces the, the victim, and it dies of a slowful, painful death. Say to God, we don't want that to happen in our lives. So what we have to do, first of all, is know who we are in Christ. So that's by self-examining yourself, taking heed to yourself, knowing who you are in Christ, that God has a purpose for your life. You don't have to look like anybody else. You don't have to act like anybody else. All you need to do is obey the word of God and ask the Lord, who am I in you, Christ? Because I'm a little bit confused. I've been thrown off. People have told me who I am, but I don't know. You show me who I am through the word of God. You develop a prayer life. You start reading the word of God and then just live. We make it so hard as believers. We make this thing, the religious people make everything so difficult, but it's easy. The Bible even says the ways of a transgressor is hard. It should not be difficult for us as a believer. God has made it easy for us. Even back in the Garden of Eden, he gave us everything we need to be successful. But through our disobedience, we got evicted from it, you know, through Adam. But Jesus Christ, the second Adam, came to restore what was lost from the first Adam. So we should not be living in a, in a taxing situation. So first of all, you need to know who you are. Secondly, don't have unrealistic expectations from people. The scripture goes on in verse three and say, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him, correct him. And it said, and if he repents, forgive him right there is where he's the two things I'm going to talk about the two next steps. First of all, Lower your expectations in terms of people because people are going to do things. Okay. People are going to act out of character, character. People are going to say things, do things that whether they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, whether they're doing it out of ignorance or they're doing it out of malice, they're going to do it. But what we have to do is lower our expectations of them so we don't have them expecting to do one thing. And then when they can't achieve it, we're broken. Okay, so lower your expectations. And thirdly, forgive. Walk in forgiveness. This is what the word of God says. If he sins against you seven times a day, and seven times a day he returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Forgiveness is for you. It's a mechanism that God has given us for healing. And what forgiveness is, is releasing those from the charge. Yes, they did it. Yes, they should be persecuted for it. Yes, they violated it. But I release them. Now, if they do something and they violate the law of the land, 
let the law of the land take its place. If the law of the land want to persecute them, fine. But I'm talking about from a spiritual perspective, an emotional and psychological aspect. You release them. In other words, I am releasing you from the charge because the Bible says vengeance is his. And trust me, they're not going to just get away with it. Amen. So I want to pray for you today, saints of God. I want you to be able to identify this spirit of offense. Anything that throws you off course. What they said, how they said it, when they said it, what they did. You let it go today. I want you to get in your mind the people that hurt you, that have disappointed you, that walked out on you. That said things to you. Perhaps they done something to your children. Perhaps they done something to your spouse. Perhaps it was a boss that was mean and vindicted and got you fired. Perhaps it was somebody that was holding you back. Perhaps it was your, your, your sister and, and that she violated you by messing with your husband. I don't know what the situation is. I'm just giving you some examples. Today, you make a decision. I'm releasing that person. I forgive them. Now, forgiveness does not mean you have to continue to be their doormat. That does not mean that you have to continue to put up with their foolishness. But what it means is I released them today from the charge that the end of crime that they committed. So, Father, today, I thank you for your sons and daughters. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with them. Luke 17, 1 through 4. I decree and declare that the spirit of offense will not continue to cause us to stumble, cause us to go astray. But by this, for this day forward, we release those people who offended us. We release them from the charge. And we thank you, God, for healing us as we release them and forgive them. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints of God. Go in peace. Let peace be your portion. Do me a favor. Waste this good war. Because guess what? You are a winner. Shalom.